This is Big Problems, an advice podcast. My name is David Chen. And I'm Stephen Tobolowsky. And welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, what we do here is uh, we get your emails from mail at bigproblemspodcast.com. That's mail at bigproblemspodcast.com. Uh, and each week we answer one, two, maybe three questions, uh, which you can write into us. Uh, if you write into mail at bigproblemspodcast.com, you may get the chance to have your question answered by legendary character actor Stephen Tobolowsky who's appeared in over 200 TV shows and films, and me, who's appeared in zero TV shows and films. So uh, you get a multiplicity of perspectives. That's what I think is the appeal here, Stephen. Well, David, you actually do have a very bit part in, uh, <laughs> in Primary Instinct. In The Primary Instinct, which is a film that Stephen and I made together. So yeah, that's yes, right. that, is, that is true, yeah. So uh, starting to build that IMDb entry. So uh, anyway. Like, like if it had been a part that was written for me, the script would say, announcer with glasses. Announcer with glasses, exactly. <laughs> Stephen is used to uh, getting parts that don't necessarily have uh, first and last names. Anyway, let's get into the show. Oh, uh, we should also point out what the guidelines are. If you write in, please be as specific as possible. Don't just write in an email like, what is the meaning of life? You know, let us know what your situation is and let us know uh, how we can help you. Also, please let us know your name and where you're from. Although, uh, you know, feel free to use a pseudonym if that works better for you. Uh, And just know that we may excerpt your email uh, for the show. So don't be shocked and offended if we don't use the whole thing. Uh, but yeah, let's let's get into this week's question, Stephen. This email comes in from Michael from Sacramento, California. Michael writes in, here's my question. Is there such thing as too much honesty in a relationship? I just got engaged to a wonderful woman. We both are divorced from bad marriages that gave us each three kids, and we are currently looking for a house together. Our kids get along great, and everything is looking bright in the future. The big problem is our exes. They both cause stress and frustration on both sides with no clear solution due to stubbornness. These conflicts create tension in our relationship even though neither of us create it. I feel that I can tell my fiancé anything, and I say that without hyperbole. We share in every thought, confiding in each other the dark secrets of each other's past, including those concerning the past marriages. What I'm worried about is, can this honesty be harmful at all? I know that honesty in itself is a good thing, but is it taking it too far to tell your significant other things that have no relevance in our current lives? My stepfather feels this way. He told me not to bring a past that she doesn't need to know into the relationship, that even if it wasn't my intent, it can harm our marriage before it begins. What do you think about this as someone who's been married a long time and lived many trials? Thank you for your time and keep up the hard work, end quote. So that comes in from Michael from Sacramento. Uh, Pretty sure he's referring to you. Because you've been married a long time and you've lived many trials. I have not been married yet, uh, so I can't speak to that. I, I, I think you will be the primary advice giver on this one, Stephen. Although I will have some thoughts to interject. But okay. uh, yeah, I, I have less experience than you do. So uh, honesty in a relationship. Stephen, you're, you're married. How long yep. have you been married to your current wife, Anne? My current wife, Anne, been married 26 years, which means we've been together 28 years. Because we got together a couple years before we got married. That is... Impressive, sir. It, rare to find in today's it, age. It's it's difficult. The I, I'm looking at this letter. It's on my computer screen here. I'm looking. Is it possible to have too much honesty in a relationship? Of course, the answer is yes. Uh, it is possible. What we're talking about, Michael, is a ghost story. The reason why exes are exes is because. 
there is some unhappy story. Some child got thrown down the well somewhere. And whenever you start talking about your ex or she talks about her ex, that person materializes in the room, in the car, in your bedroom, in the shower. Wherever you're talking about it, that person materializes. Now, this can either be good or bad. One of the things that happens when a relationship breaks up is that there is a ton of hurt and there is a ton of anger. And David, have you heard about the the two-for-one rule or the one-for-two rule that for every year you were together, it takes like a half a year to get over it? I haven't have heard that, but that okay. doesn't sound out of the realm of possibility. So, for example, I, I of course, had a long relationship with Beth before I met Anne. So that, was like, your, that was your girlfriend before you got married? I met her in college. So we were together like about 16 years, and you know, damn it, it took about eight years to get over it. And fortunately, Anne was very reasonable in me dealing with some of the hurts and things I felt. But I do have to agree a little with your uh, stepfather in that sometimes this can get in the way of a relationship. Well, let's pause for a moment and say that Anne has not only been reasonable, she has expressed almost superhuman patience uh, in the sense that <laughs> for those who don't know, you know, Stephen and I do another podcast called The Tobolowski Files where Stephen tells stories from his past, and many of those have involved your previous girlfriend, Beth, in excruciating detail. Uh, and you know, it's only a woman who is very patient and understanding that will be able to deal with that without it even affecting her in the slightest, which is what it seems to me is the case. So, right. So, so it, it depends, Michael, in, in what you are doing. It, it depends on what the issue is in terms of what you bring up. Sometimes it's best to keep the hurt and frustration to yourself. Sometimes it's best to share it with a partner. And this is how it helps to share with certain things with a partner. And you have to pick your moments. Don't make it seem like you're obsessed still about your ex because it's the anger and it's the hurt that makes you seem obsessed even though you're not. When you tell stories about your ex and the things you did wrong in that relationship, not just blaming her, but the things you did wrong and how you don't want to do those things wrong again, it changes the spiritual relationship you had with your ex. It makes things better. It makes the anger and hurt go away, and it does make a relationship better with your new love. And she sounds like a wonderful woman and very understanding. Just know that if it is a matter of just grieving, use, using her as kind of a, a wall to bounce your hurt off of, it can affect your relationship and it can push her away. Just remember, every time you bring her up, it's a ghost story. You're pulling the girl out of the well. She starts walking toward you. Just remember, it, you, you, you create a horror film. You have to be honest with yourself and say, am I, quote, being honest just to blow off steam in my, my current love's direction and she's going to have to absorb it? Or is this, is this an issue that I want to work through because I don't want to make these mistakes in our relationship? Then, then you bring your current love into the situation. So you have to use choice as to when you bring up your ex. And, and in that way, I do agree with your stepfather. It's, 
it's not necessarily good just to bring up the past over and over again unless you could bring it up in a creative and instructive way in your current relationship. There is a poem uh, by Beth Day written hundreds of years ago uh, called Three Gates. Have you heard of the Three Gates, Stephen? I think I have. Please continue. Here, here is the poem. Quote, if you are tempted to reveal a tale told to you someone has told about another, make it pass before you speak three gates of gold. These narrow gates, first, is it true? Then, is it needful? In your mind, give truthful answer. And the next is last and narrowest. Is it kind? And if to reach your lips at last it passes through these gateways three, then you may tell the tale nor fear what a result of speech may be. The sentiment in that poem has been abbreviated these days as, is it true? Is it kind? Is it necessary? Uh, and it's something that I try to subscribe to. I don't always succeed, but uh, it's something that I attempt to live out in my daily life with my friends and significant others and so on. Is it true? Is it kind? Is it necessary? Uh, and I think you'll find if you run it, if you run anything you talk about through those tests, it may eliminate a lot of what you plan to say, <laughs> just <laughs> and, in general. And that could be a good thing sometimes. Right. It could be a good thing sometimes. Yeah, so Stephen, what do you think of that test? I think it's a beautiful poem. It's, it's interesting. That poem has been attributed variously to different people over time, like Buddha and other you know, wise people over, over the years. So uh, it's kind of something that's just like in our culture now which is interesting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right, Stephen, uh, here's another email. This one comes in from Eli S. Eli writes in, I'm a successful lecturer and aspiring writer who's been prone to longer relationships, never one for much promiscuity, not that I didn't have my fun. I just rather enjoy investing myself in someone that I really like rather than boozing the night away and calling them an Uber in the morning with a free thermos of coffee. I divorced my high school sweetheart a few years ago, dated around, and then uh, met a lucky girl a year and a half ago. And then, luckily met a girl a year and a half ago. She's kind, charitable, funny, smart, and insightful in the most unassuming way, and a great companion who mutually enjoys craft beers, long hikes, and making a fools out of each other. However, as I advance in life uh, career-wise and intellectually, I feel her immaturity may hold us back. I don't want to be that guy judging someone as if I'm better, but rather someone assessing a relationship where my girlfriend has no plan, lack of drive, and self-confidence. Uh, and is somewhat aimless to the point where it's spiraling her into depression, for lack of a better term. I'm there for her, supportive, and understand these existential humps, but it's turning the relationship into a parental one, helping her manage finances, secure steady work, and help her find a true passion. My question, is it right to pragmatically assess a relationship's potential by forecasting what they could become? And more importantly, does someone like me wait for that moment, and how long? Or do I sway my timid hand to the ejector seat and bear the painful brunt of breakup? Thanks. Uh, end quote that comes in from Eli. Um, so, Stephen, have you ever been in a relationship where you have felt kind of like a parental force of sorts? Even when I was in high school and not parental and not even knowing what parental was, I would find that sometimes girls would put me in a parental role as someone to take charge. Well, you do uh, have a very fatherly like uh, demeanor about you, Stephen. Yeah, but back then I was a little more like James Dean. I, 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 well, I want, there's something else in this letter that, that kind of is troubling me. I, I'm reading that she's kind, charitable, funny, smart, and she likes craft beers, but you're feeling like she's having a trouble managing finances and securing steady work. I'm not understanding 
your level of commitment to her, Eli, in terms of if you love her. And, and this, this is what I mean. I found it's all too easy in life, in a relationship, to think that the most important part of a relationship is the bedroom. I have found in my life it is the emergency room. You are looking for someone who can be with you and stand by you in an emergency. Uh, You don't want to be cast in a parental role. You don't necessarily need someone who's going to be able to secure steady work and manage her finances. But what you need is someone who will stand with you, go back to back with you out of a bar when someone's trying to kill you. You need someone to drive the getaway car. You need someone to sit in that emergency room. You need someone to hold your hand and stay up with you all night when there's problems. I think is what she- we've learned is that your life is very much like a bank heist movie, Stephen. <laughs> that's, what, that's what we're getting from this podcast episode. I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just saying the essential part of a relationship, the essential part of a loving relationship, yeah, you don't want to be cast as a parent. That's a trap. You don't want to be the guy who solves all the problems. That's a huge trap. You'll end up doing a podcast like this. <laughs> after, after your life has uh, right. lost all hope and prospects, you'll what end up you, on this podcast. I have to ask you, Eli, is she the kind of person you could trust in an emergency? Is she the kind of person you want to be the mother of your children? Is she the kind of person that you believe will stand behind you all the way? Remember those promises you make, better or worse richer or poorer, as long as you both shall live. Those are real promises you make. You know, I had an acting teacher, David, Ed K. Martin, and he said actors only have one problem, and that is trust. I feel it's the same thing with relationship. There's only one problem in any relationship, and that is trust. Do you trust her, Eli? Is she someone you can trust? And if not, then it becomes easy to move your timid hand to the ejector seat and move on because this is not someone that you can really bond with and form a relationship. But if she is someone you can trust and she does love craft beers, as you point out, then don't worry about everything else, managing her finances or securing steady work, helping her find a true passion. She'll do that with love and with support from you. You don't have to lead her through that. Your love will be an inspiration to her and help her find true passion unless you don't trust her. And I want to bring up this one other line you have in here, Eli, is that and you enjoy making fools out of each other. But you say it in a lighthearted way, not in a mean-spirited way. You cannot underestimate the ability to laugh with one another. All the, all the financial planning in the world isn't going to help with that. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. If you guys can laugh together and enjoy life together, don't treat that as just like you're going to find that anywhere. All right. Well, I think that's going to bring us to the end of this week's episode of the podcast, Stephen. Thank you guys for writing in. If you'd like your email read on the air, just write into us at mail at bigproblemspodcast.com. That's mail at bigproblemspodcast.com. And find every episode of the show at bigproblemspodcast.com. Thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next week. Adios.